Hey, what's up, guys? It's Big Cat. Before you start listening to this episode, I wanted to let you know that we're running a special sale on all Barstool merch. Go to store.barstoolsports.com and use code PODCAST for 10% off. Go to store.barstoolsports.com and use code PODCAST for 10% off. What it is! This is the Macho Man Randy Savage. And this is Hard Factor. And there is no one that does it better right now. Yeah, no. But he does it better. I ain't repeating myself. Go ahead, tell me something right now. Yeah, I'm living a nightmare. And I'm not a racist. And I'm always cheering. Oh, yeah. Presented by the Barstool News Network, it is Florida Man Friday, August 21st, 2020. We made it to another Friday, boys. I know this week seemed particularly long. And, you know, it's all the interviews, man. We did three interviews, right? Three interviews this week, plus all the shows. I think three, plus Mm -hmm. the the two shows a day, yeah. But we made it through. And one of them's today. uh, Representative from Philly, State Representative Malcolm Kenyatta. He's uh, later in this episode. Shout out, Malcolm Kenyatta. Hey, Beef, you, you want to toss me a few Adderalls, you know? I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> to get, get through this schedule? <laughs> no I know idea. I need to go back to a doctor and just like, Beef, you got to teach me what I got to say. That to I, get can these I can do. I can, I can teach a man to fish. <laughs> well, I have the Xanax, which is like the exact opposite of what I need. You're just falling asleep in between. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they they won't give me that. They don't know. say that you've, uh, your friends have given you someone you really like them. Yeah, uh, that's don't a big say that. Flag. That's I not never, what you no, said. Yeah. No, no. Yeah. I, that doesn't work. I, trust me. I try. I, I try tried to get him a couple years ago and my doctor was like no and I was, she was like I, I was like well I have like two jobs though because it was when I was working the other job too and I was like I really need it mm-hmm. and I was like I have taken it from a friend before and like I know it will help my productivity I don't, <laughs> don't want to lose one of the jobs and she was like yeah well, I can't do it I could lose like, my license she, now it's she illegal yeah. Yeah, exactly. She was like, what? I mean, you want me to just subscri- uh, prescribe you cocaine? I was like, OK. She was like, no, I, no, I, I can't you do said that it. either. You said yeah. it, lady. Yeah. Not me. Yeah. <laughs> Sigmund Freud over there. You know, yeah. he used to subscribe people cocaine. Hey, right. Pretty and good. Guess I'll just do caffeine. Yeah, that was what a time that was. What a yeah, time. The 50s or whatever. That would have been a time oh. to be alive. If you guys uh, missed yesterday's episode, by the way, the interview with John Merrill, uh, one of my favorites we've ever done, specifically, and I want to point this out because we're going to start talking about DNC shit in a minute, but mm-hmm. his response on the voting things, right, like the mail stuff, a lot of times there's noise out there. A lot of times there's a bunch of fucking static, and you can be pissed at Trump, you can be suspicious of him, but at the end of the day, Tim's message, which I thought was really smart, was the candidates are who the candidates are today, so get your fucking mail-in ballot in today. Well. Yeah. I would say both, uh, you know, uh, Malcolm's on the on the other team uh, from John, you know, two different sides, but both were very clear on pro-democracy. You know, everyone should vote. Get out the message there. is clear. Get out there and vote, you know. Exercise uh, your right. M- may yeah. the best man win. Exercise your right to vote. It's not Belarus. It's not, uh, <laughs> you know, we're in the United States of America. So good yeah. for us. Thankfully, <laughs> Belarus or yeah. China. I don't want right. to be either one of them, I don't think, no. right now. Um, okay. Well, like we like Pat, like the beef, like everybody just said, we're going to talk about DNC. Like we've been saying all week, we've been promising it. We got a DNC summary first, but then it's a lightning round of Florida man headlines. 
before the interview with uh, Representative Malcolm Kenyatta, and then a few voicemails at the end as well. So oh, wow. A little bit of everything. For a lineup. Friday. Yeah, what a lineup. <laughs> uh, so anything else? Uh, oh, submit five-star reviews. Okay, get them in for next Wednesday for What the Fuck Wednesday. Subscribe, unsubscribe, resubscribe, and stickers. Hit the beef up. We got like 300 people requesting stickers. Let's get that to 1,000. Why not? Let's send them all to everyone. No, we got yeah. more stickers. than 300 now. Yeah, here's the deal, guys. You want some free Art Factor stickers with the new logo? No problem. All you got to do is fill out this little form, give us your address. We will mail them out to you. Uh, I pinned the tweet, right? If you go to the Hard Factor Twitter, Hard Factor you can news. find the link or follow us on Instagram. I think Wes did a swipe up today. So, uh, yep. yeah, you know, you know, get get in there. Fill that out. We'll get the stickers, stickers. out. Probably stickers. Probably next the week. Shit we'll out out. And send us, when you get them, send us videos. Are you posting them, like, wherever you, when Locations. you get them, where you put them in, we'll, and we'll, when we'll, like, retweet those videos and put them on Instagrams. Yeah, yeah, tag us, like tag us on social yeah. media with the picture of where you posted it or oh. where you put it. And, we just uh, hit we 420 repost. requests for stickers. 420, bro. Stop, stop it. Pause it for a while. You know what I just got one. is a fresh yeah. ounce delivered. That's perfect timing. <laughs> what, did, what did that guy say to you? What I'm going to go celebrate uh, after the show. The, he said, uh, like, I was like, I'm going to stand away from you because I don't want to, you know, what if I have COVID? I don't want to breathe it on you. And he was just like, don't worry. I've already gotten it. So great. It's a good. Great. So he's like, yeah, I was like, all right, good. good. Antibodies. Good. You look Good healthy. Salesman. Yeah. It's confusing. You're like, does that mean that I ha- have it? Uh, Not what you want to hear okay. from the delivery man. Yeah. Anyway. He said it was a couple months ago. All right. <laughs> My dad's right. got the uh, ultimate set of tools. He's a cable repairman. That's right. <laughs> okay. Let's move it on. DNC. we got a lot of stuff to get through, guys. I'll try to get through this DNC summary pretty quick. So first off, let's be clear. This DNC summary includes everything up until Hunter Biden was miraculously added to the Thursday night lineup on Thursday afternoon, where his dad will be accepting the nomination. I'm sure that sure that went fine. Yeah. yeah. No Thanks clue. Yeah. Right. No clue as to why they added him. No indication whether the speech is going to be live or pre-taped. But let's all guess right now, Mark, like you wanted to do. Guess you be the first to guess how it went. And we'll see. We'll readdress it on Monday. I think it's going to end with uh, Jill, Joe, and Hunter holding their hands like after a boxing match. All and, three in the and air. Ashley is the other uh, the other and child Ashley, that'll yeah. be there. Yeah. Uh, so you're going to, but is it pre-taped or live? That's your that's your guess. Live, live. Okay. Live. So you think live and relatively okay? I'm gonna just, I'm gonna go pre-taped and relatively okay. Anybody taking anything else? Hundred oh, percent pre-taped. Hundred percent pre-taped. And they went through it Ooh. and they they had to make a decision on, you know, whether or not it was to, to do but this. Why would they so. why would they add Hunter late if it's pre-taped? Cuz they weren't I sure think, if they were going to do it. Right. I then I think Hunter may have been in the pre-taped thing and they're like we're going with the tape. Uh, you got to yeah. announce it's Hunter. I don't yeah. know. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. I, I'm I, mad I about this though, Will. I'm mad what? because Hunter did his 60 minutes interview. He did he shut he did the shut the book interview, right? Cuz everyone was talking about Hunter. He did an interview with 60 minutes where he was like, "Hey, this is the only one I'm doing. I don't want to be a part right. of this. I just want to lay low. I want my life back and I'm out." And now he's back. Well, what is it? What like what is that? Hasn't he ever seen the movie Black Sheep? He's like he like makes Chris Farley look like a, a golden child. Well, there's one thing about the Bidens that Joe has been very clear about the whole time. He is a family guy, family decisions, mm. everything, all family members involved. And that, that's Joe. So, um, OK, that's just how it goes. We'll see how it goes. Mark's the only one on live. I'm hoping Mark's right. OK, but let's get back to the summary of the DNC. Monday night uh, was the kickoff and Michelle Obama in my opinion, was probably the strongest speaker of the entire uh, convention. She was the closer on Monday night. Great uh, speech, yeah. Good yeah, speech. Yeah. Really strong, forceful, the way she gave it. I, was it? Impassioned, I thought. Um, I thought yeah, she, it was good. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was a pretty good speech. Very Did you good. Hear it? No, I haven't heard it yet. 
Uh, oh, it's pretty good. Uh, well, anyways, she she closed off Monday night, mostly attacking Trump's character, like her husband did two nights later. Uh, but I thought that her rendition was a little bit better, personally. Uh, you know, other others disagree. Uh, also, I'd say that she gave a pretty strong with that like sort of attack style speech, and you know, he's, she's attacking Trump and saying unify the country. I think that I wouldn't be surprised at, of, at a twenty twenty four run from her, depending on how how things shake out, based on the, the power of that speech. I think if she wants it, she's certainly going to be um, offered opportunities to to have it. Yeah. After, yeah, especially after that speech and how it was received uh, by the people that you know support the party. Um, I think that she probably will have an opportunity to run for something. If yeah. the service calls her, I mean, that's a uh, you. You've been there, you've done that. Now she's got a, net, a Netflix production big deal. time up to her. Yeah, she, right, she, right, right. Michelle's well, future is bright. Yeah. I, I, I was going to say, you know, like, uh, they shouldn't be attacking the president, blah, blah, blah. But to be fair, uh, you know, after we did this, uh, this interview with Malcolm Kenyatta, he's a state rep of Pennsylvania. Uh, Trump was speaking in Pennsylvania and that dude is like ruthless. Both, I mean, oh, he, yeah, yeah, he's it's ruthless. Both sides. So. <laughs> wait, yeah, wait till, wait, wait till the RNC. He's going to, he's going to be uh, coming up with some synonyms for Joe. Exactly. Oh, he's already yeah. called him slow Joe. I mean, that's, yeah. Yeah, 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 he'll be slow. It, 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 it goes both ways. It goes both ways. It's he'll, election yeah. season, guys. It's going to yeah. get fucking crazier and crazier. <laughs> yeah. You know, you, like you guys are here. At, you, you, listeners, you're going to hear it when we talk to Malcolm a little bit later. Everything's going to get amped up. Everybody's going to be attacking everybody. It's a, it's campaign season. All right. And, and, so, and don't get mad at us, listeners. Uh, we're having both sides on. We're uh, we're yep. Don't yeah. get mad at us. So we're covering Depending it all, the, yeah. but it's but it is going to escalate. It's going to continue to escalate, just like just like this. You know, these, these attack dog speeches on Trump and the DMC, and then Trump coming back. He's going to come back ten times harder. That's how he does it. So, oh, and mm-hmm. you know what else is going to be interesting? It's uh, is watching Nick Sandman and the McCluskeys at the RNC, who are the I can't, I, <laughs> the the Missouri couple, machine gun couple, is must. It's appointment. I got to see that. Yeah, it's appointment yeah. TV to watch this. George I can't W. Bush having the well, not, Water pistol grip lady. Yep. Bush will not be there. The, the former Republican president no, that's still Bush, alive will not yeah, be there. Bush really? is not supporting Trump uh, because of the way Trump treated Jeb. But so, uh, ah, the, right. yeah. the smirk yeah. kid who got paid up by CNN and the couple that pointed guns at people after defending their museum, they'll be there speaking. So They they'll will be. be. And they'll, they'll get raucous uh, applause, I bet. Uh, so <laughs> other people who spoke on Monday night was Bernie and some other senators and stuff. Basically, oh, there's a ton of people. I'm not going to go over everybody. Bernie Michelle was, was like the, Michelle was the star Monday. My, yeah, Michelle was the star. Yeah. So let's hit the yeah. highlights only. Yeah. Tuesday night, AOC got 67 seconds to speak, and she used those 67 seconds to second Bernie Sanders nomination, which mm-hmm. is a like it's like a parliamentary move that would happen at a convention. Totally her choice to do, it seems, though. Uh, and I thought when she did that, I was like, is this live? No way. They pre-taped that, but it was pre-taped, which I thought it was weird. To even air it, it, it that so to me that makes it worse. Obviously, there was a reaction uh, immediately after that speech was aired, where people are like, "Holy shit, she's not backing Biden," and they're like, "What a fucking idiot!" Uh, and then there was a counter reaction, like, "No, this is no, what she's still backing Biden." It's just like a yeah. technical yeah. way to, but get because a, it was yeah. pre-recorded, she could have said. Anywhere in that 60 seconds, seven seconds, like go Biden. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) It's kind of tough. She didn't. She didn't do that. She didn't didn't do that. On purpose. (laughs) No, that was a message. There's a message there. But it's it's tough because, as you said, Mark, the the DNC today, right, is broadcast live, right? Like the DNC back in the day was an internal. It's an internal party business event normally. So, you know, it makes sense in some respects 
If it was just no, that I, for her to say, hey, well, internally saying, at my if party. It was, if, it was, if it was live, I could see her just forgetting to say it. But the She fact would have gotten pre- tons more uh, time, the, though, too live. Right. It's different, yeah. The fact that it was pre-recorded, someone listened to it, sent that into the DNC. The DNC then played it All and then planned, confused yeah. a, then confused everyone. It's like, she, she probably thinks, didn't look good. She probably thinks Trump's going to win. Now she can be like, see, I told you. Told you. It, it does give you a little bit of a tickle on the back of your head. Does AOC have confidence in this ticket? And to yeah. me, that says, yeah, maybe not. Didn't oh, didn't sound like it. Nah. Nope. Uh, Bill Clinton also spoke on that night, and he has got some dentures now. Whoa. Joining Biden and Pelosi with the loose chomper crew. Yikes. I think it's a health problem, <laughs> and too, Trump. Other than, other than that. It's pretty like, much any and all boomers. Uh, well, I don't Trump, know when yeah. they put fluoride in the water. Does Trump have dentures? I feel yeah, like he, Trump has dentures for sure. You see that before? Slippery. His, it, no, he, he, Clinton sounded like he had some sort of oral cancer. It was a bad. It, it, Maybe voice, all the cigars. It, he didn't, it wasn't. Yeah, yeah he's he got that Michael Douglas. His, <laughs> yeah. He must. I don't know why he'd be stressed at all. You know? When he gets massages. Eating, eating <laughs> too much pussy, the Michael Douglas. Yeah. yeah. Well, why would he? You know, he's got nothing to worry about right now. Uh, Jill Biden closed out Tuesday night. She laid out. I feel like it was a good speech. She's a uh, educator. Gave it from a classroom, empty classroom. She laid out the campaign roadmap. I thought, which is basically blame the effects of coronavirus and civil unrest on Trump, and then plus bring back the Affordable Care Act. Those were kind of the keys that she hit. Yeah, I thought she did a good job too. The, the ladies were doing were doing good the first two nights. Absolutely. Yeah, I thought yeah. The both closers did, did pretty good on them. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wednesday night. Uh, Hillary, holy shit. She spoke for five minutes and complained about losing, you know, losing even though she won again (laughs) for the 50 billionth time. And then she tried to lump herself in with everyone else in America who lost their health care and jobs due to Trump and the coronavirus while giving a pre-taped speech inside a fucking mansion. So yeah, what were they what were they charging for their two person show? Like like five thousand dollars a ticket? No, like, more than like, that. It was like seventy five yeah. grand a head. <laughs> it's for Bill for Bill and if the Bill and Hillary it show. It is disgusting, like, honestly. Like yeah. I, I like oh, I watched that, that one, yeah. five minutes. Yeah. It, it, I mean, I'm you know I, I it, how could she still be complaining about it? And I didn't watch. I didn't watch that one. I drew the line at Hillary. I watched most of them. I didn't. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't watch the Hillary one. Well, you know, hey, look. Get over it, Hillary. I, I, like, or get her, or don't let her talk at these things. If that's all she's going to do, that's what I'm saying. The DNC might want to cut ties with the Clintons. Uh, it, yeah, but it, they can't they, right now because there's party division. That's the problem. It's like it, it's yeah, not but, a it's not a good look to put yeah, on Hillary Clinton because you have the, their, the young this, party this leader was, this, in AOC. This was their last one. This was their last one. Gotta 2020 be, was gotta 2020 was the last there. one for you the Clintons. Got to yeah. get them out of yeah. there. They were by yeah. far the lowlights of Tuesday and Wednesday. Uh, then uh, Barack Obama. You know, basically, this is how Mark and I were watching this uh, speech at the exact same time. And Barack Obama's speech was was largely loved by everybody on the left. When I watched it, it just reminded me of I didn't I was sick of him by the end of his second term. Um, Yes. So to me, look, I think that Barack didn't do a ton of stuff like legislation wise. But he's just so goddamn calming. Like I want, right? I want like to hear his voice, and I want like to have like an audio book or like a nav system with his voice. That's yeah. That's I get all that. I'm saying. He, with he, that. he yeah. pauses for effect. He's very an excellent orator as always. But he mm-hmm. ran on two terms of change, changed nothing besides the ACA. And I was so sick of him by the end. That's all I could think about 
when when I was listening to the speech. He was much calmer than anybody else, though, just as always. Um, I just had a flashback, Will, and remember that when we were 16, I want to say, you called Obama being president when he was a You did. Obama. That was when he was doing the keynote speaking, which we had a keynote speaker on I always knew he was going to be good. Also, Obama was a guy who could work across the aisle like Malcolm Kenyatta talks about a little bit later. Obama used to work with Tom Coburn. All right. So that's how I knew that that Obama was going to be was going to be the real deal. He was willing to work with Maverick Republican, stuff like that. Um, Yeah, absolutely knew knew the guy was going to be a fucking star. But at the same time, I was disappointed in in his presidential terms personally, because I thought he was going to be a bigger star than he was. Understood. A lot of the people like the um, like these, like the Obamas, like the Clintons and like Trump, like they rise. A a lot of their rise is because of their ability to speak publicly and and reach people. Um, And he's still great at it. And he's still great at it. But but for me, it just kind of like all I think you I think that that speech landed with you however you felt. His wasn't his wasn't as good as Kamala's. No, I just like his voice. Or Michelle's. Or Michelle's. Yeah. Or Michelle's. No, no. I don't think his speech was better than Michelle's or Kamala's. But I just was saying his voice was very calm. Very calm. To me. So Wednesday night, speaking of that, Mark, Kamala, she gave the very first live speech of the event, which was cool to see something live. Mm -hmm. Finally, It was a lot. It's more compelling to watch a live speech for sure. Um, And I thought her speech was pretty good. She also did attack dog style on Trump. For the most part, she made some odd metaphors that I thought fell a little flat, like about the virus. And then she like tried to compare um, political weapons to purpose, which are like kind of the same things. But she was saying that they're not. she got right. it. She like got lost in the similes and metaphors for me in the middle. But overall, a good speech. Um, yeah, I thought she did a good job of not flubbing any lines and stuff. I did. I did like her speech a lot. I thought she was impressive. But about two thirds of the way through, I started thinking, and this is for all politicians. But I was just like, a lot of this is bullshit. Like oh, she's re- all. I mean, right? I mean, like it's going like, to be the same way. It's just lip service for sure. For sure, it's just <laughs> lip service. A spe- professional speechwriter wrote it. And, you know, it's not her. It's not like someone speaking from the actual heart of what the, it has to sound right. And she did a perfect job of reading it without flubbing it. She did a good job. Uh, and, and of course, a professional speechwriter wrote it. So it's had some nice things in it. But it just all politicians don't seem super sincere uh, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, you heard it here yeah. first on Hard Factor. Mark just cracked the code of politics They're all full of shit Uh, (laughs) Trump of course (laughs) fired on Kamala uh, uh, Kamala sorry And uh, her her former hatred of Biden So he was tweeting that out uh, In response to the the speech You know the the, the debates Obviously she went after Biden Um, And then Obama Trump came after him uh, being like, you got caught confirmed spying on my campaign in 2016. Uh, and then oh, he was pissed. Yeah. Trump all caps pissed. on that one. Uh, and then meanwhile, walking liquor bottle and former Trump campaign manager, Steve Bannon was getting locked up for defrauding people who donated to build the wall. Go fund me. So like, like we were saying earlier, it's election <laughs> season. People are going to be firing off at everybody. Buckle people up. are going to get fucking arrested. People like, it's just, it's going to get crazy. So buckle up and be nice to your neighbors. If you have differing opinions, don't don't get in fist fights. Oh, yeah. Over... Just argue about it. Yell about yeah, it. Just, and then yeah. and then have a beer. Buy them a shot. That's a great point. Exactly. Let us not let these politicians that are full of shit on either side divide us, because that, that's the, right. That's the problem with this country. Now we're you divided. can be friends with Democrats, yeah. can be friends with the Republicans in real life. You don't have to get in a fist fight over it. Yeah. yeah. Or or if you're at the rehab facility, get them a Coke. 
steal <laughs> yeah. steal the coke out of the machine that you're not allowed that's to right. have, except for like once a week. Yeah. Hey, maybe <laughs> they'll show vote, you vote wherever to... you want. That's the best thing you can fucking do, right? I have an argument, but yeah. but uh, you know, and that yeah. doesn't change change shit unless you your time the in the booth, and that's why that's you right. go there, uh, you know, to make your choice. So uh, yeah. So anyhow, that was that was basically that. Again, I'm hoping for fireworks Thursday night. And sorry we didn't record this until after the whole shebang. But with the radio happening now, we are scheduled so full we can't rock the old one one show night vampire like we used to. So let's move right. it on to predict it because let's make some money off of these elections if we're gonna mm-hmm. have to po- have to follow them. And today's pick, remember, go to predictit.org/promo/hardfactor20 to get your first twenty bucks matched on us. Uh, and we're going for locks, boys. Still, I think I think we need to still keep looking at these locks. You know, we we looked at uh, what uh, Texas and Iowa and some others. Uh, Wes, I think you liked Arizona. Arizona. As a lock. Um, uh, we looked at those for for the R's. Now let's look at a D lock that I like, especially this week, and that's Minnesota to go to go Democrat in the presidential election at seventy two cents right now. Why do I like it right now in particular? A recent poll showed Trump tied with Biden in Minnesota, but Minnesota has not picked a Republican presidential candidate in their election since Richard Nixon. So hmm. pretty good precedent there to say, let's, let's, yeah. let's, let's, let's hit that 72 cents. With Biden. I can now. understand how Minnesota got a sour taste in their mouth going he, Nixon there. Yeah. Yeah. Going hmm. Nixon. People are thinking maybe they have a sour taste in their mouth from all of the unrest that happened there this year under all the Democrats. And maybe that's why it's going to flip. And maybe that's why the polling is the way it is. I would be shocked if it went Trump. Now, none of us are from Minnesota. So if there are hive members who really feel like there's a groundswell there and that it's going to swing that way, let us know. But to me on paper, that's a lock for the D's at 72 cents. That's a 30 percent with you you there. Well, good, good bet. And remember, you can now ask Alexa predicted prices. Just say, hey, Alexa, who's going to win this election? What are the odds for this election, Alexa? Uh, and she will tell you the predicted price, and you can just, bam, go into your phone and make the mm. bet. Predictit.org slash promo slash hard factor 20 to get your first 20 bucks matched on us in the stock market of politics. Let's make some money. All right, guys, before I get into my Florida man stories, did you guys see Alexei Navalny? Uh, Putin's main opposition in Russia oh, was found yeah. poisoned, poisoned to near death. Wasn't yeah. he like <laughs> he was a critic? Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, more than a critic. Oh, he, was he? he was a critic. He was the only guy that tried to run against Putin in 2018, but ah. he was blocked by Putin. They no uh, one can run the against secret Putin. police. Like yeah. came and arrested like his whole campaign staff, like yeah. something like that. Yeah. We did. Yeah, that, yeah. Yeah, this is not the first time he's been poisoned, by the way. So he's going to recover for a second time. Uh, he still lives in Russia for some reason. So cool stuff there. Russia now back to beast, Florida. Man. Yeah, he just won't leave Russia. He just keeps <laughs> and keep, keep surviving the poisonings. Um, hey, guys, no one ever said 21 year old Zion O'Dane Denver Hall, 18 year old Tremaine Raekwon Hill and 19 year old Tyreek Devante Williams were the three smartest guys in Hollywood, Florida. But even police were baffled when they were arrested for burglarizing dozens of homes in the area, mainly because they committed all the crimes while wearing their pre-trial ankle arrest (laughs) bracelets that obviously have GPS on them, which put them uh, all at the scene of each crime during the crimes. Oh, my God. That's amazing. Yeah. Uh, You don't get much dumber than that. I mean, they're wearing home home arrest bracelets and going and committing crimes. Um, Wow. Yeah. What what else could you do? What else could you put on yourself that would make you that obvious to get caught? Is there anything? Uh, there's, there's nothing. There's literally nothing. nothing. There's nothing. There's nothing. Short of turning yourself in. I mean, that's the <laughs> yeah, one. Nothing. That's the next step. Is turning yourself in. 
or wearing naked, like naked yeah. people are less conspicuous than someone right. with naked ankle or like yeah. a, an actual prison jumpsuit. You just wear right. it like yeah, right. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Uh, more than $150,000 in cash, an AK-47, a Smith & Wesson handgun, cell phones, iPads, jewelry, designer handbags, ammunition, blank checks, fraudulent debit and credit cards, and a stolen vehicle were among the items stolen by the three and re-seized by police. Wow. Uh, the three men are uh, believed to be a part of a criminal organization, and I would say, uh, yeah, unless they're collecting guns for their target practice club, that makes sense, uh, because they are believed to be part of a criminal organization. The many charges they received include included dozens of cases of racketeering. So those guys are going to be locked up for quite a while. Yeah. Uh, by the way, <laughs> not the first time South Florida has recently seen criminals committing crimes and ankle bracelets. Last year, two men were wearing um, uh, court ordered ankle devices when they murdered a man in Fort Lauderdale, putting them at the scene of the crime. And also last year, a man cut off his ankle monitor and, and, and hit the road and tried to flee after being accused of raping a coworker at the job in Coral mm. Springs. So, what do they think that those ankle bracelets do? I don't well, know. They work, obviously. <laughs> they work in cases like this. That's why they make you wear them. Do they have no about one, them? Is no one explaining this, <laughs> no, right. this to the people? Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, hope, well, like, these guys, I guess, shouldn't have been let out if they were going to be like the, the murderers no. and the rapists. But yeah, the right. Um, right. The th- the thieves. Yeah, I mean, I like, mean, if you if you see someone with an ankle bracelet in South Florida, um, don't expect that they will be polite to you. Like, oh, right. they're, they're not. They're going to mind their p's and q's. Well, that's I don't not think that's no. not that's necessarily not. the case. No, they not don't know what well, does. That's everywhere. That's everywhere. Yeah. Okay. That's small minded guys. Small minded. Sure, sure. What do you think? What do you, you think that you should be like? You see somebody who's like carrying a, a lifted TV on the street with in an ankle bracelet. You should be uh, open to whatever's going on. Or? I just assume he's bringing his TV over to his buddy's house so they can watch watch it over. Still watch in his the box TV over there. Mm-hmm. So, okay. Benefit of the doubt. Well, all right, guys, right. we're about to Still get nautically like the, the... nasty in this next story. This one was submitted by Hard <laughs> Hive member Joseph Kruger. Let me first introduce you to the married couple and boating enthusiasts, 48 year old Heather Smith and her 47 year old husband, who goes by victim in this story. But out of respect, <laughs> we're going to call him the captain because uh, he is, in fact, the a, a boat captain. Earlier this week, guys, Heather, nice. Heather and the captain were on their cabin cruiser vessel about 10 miles south of Clearwater, Florida, when the seas got a little choppy and the uh, seafaring lovers got into a quarrel that eventually grew into quite the squall. And the argument ended with the captain retiring to his quarters in an attempt to sleep it off. But Heather still felt there like like there were some issues that needed to be resolved. Mm. So about 1 a.m. after the captain had fallen into a deep, deep sleep, Heather opened the front port hatch on their boat, which is located in the uh, roof of their interior cabin. And she expressed Mm. her displeasure for the captain by giving him an unsolicited golden shower. Mm. Uh, Mm. Just peeing right on him. I'm sure she wasn't drunk. No, this must have been quite the surprise for the captain, though, guys, who was startled awake by... What he must have thought was yellow rain, maybe thinking that the ship had been taken on water <laughs> and still half asleep. He rushed out the door. The this ca- rain tastes like vodka. Yeah, the cabin yeah. and onto the main deck. And that's that's where <laughs> cigarettes and vodka. Heather bit the captain right on his stomach. So first she peed on him. He woke up, stumbled outside, covered in pee. And she put her chompers right there on his belly. Uh, she was mad at him. Man, she I'll tell angry. you what, if, if he could have turned this around, he could have had the hottest sex he's ever had. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Well, hang, hang, well, hang on. No. He, the sto- the, if you the story's not over. Into it, okay. Story, the story's not over. If you would have leaned into this a little bit. 
No, I'd rather, oh, run, yeah. I'd rather run this tangent down. <laughs> what the hell are you talking about, bro? She's covered in, he's covered in urine. What, listen, what, play listen, it down on for me. me. Huh? Makeup sex is powerful. Yeah. 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 I don't really understand. Okay. Uh, anyway, you don't understand how this could be turned around to some... She just fucking peed on him, dude. Well, I, some, I understand it's, that. It's, in some oh, places, that's, that's, that's very, a very delicacy. Yeah. yeah. It's very intimate. You can't go any less intimate now, you know? Guys. You're all the way intimate. You're missing right, this, Pat. I'm, okay, maybe. <laughs> maybe the bees are missing. Who knows? I'm not <laughs> exactly sure. Bee, I thought would be into the golden shower, the unsolicited of especially. <laughs> no, yeah. I mean, and look, it plays out how it plays out. It's a, it's a couple's quarrel. I mean, the one negative is it's really hard to get urine out of uh, the, the upholstery in a boat. You can't really, you know, bring like I mean, a That's big, a good point. Yeah. I can't bring like a steam vac in there. Uh, anyway, guys, I'm not actually exactly sure how things <laughs> resolved because it didn't say in the story. But shortly thereafter, Heather was taken into custody by the Pinellas County Sheriff's Office and charged with domestic battery. Later released on her own recognizance, uh, although she was ordered by a judge to wear an alcohol monitor. And that's Uh-oh. the end of that. Uh, I think I think they're back together, which is sweet. I like to hear oh, that yeah, story. They're fine. Yeah, yeah, they're they're okay. fine. That's, oh, that uh, was just a little blip. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah uh, that store is brought to you by our sponsor, Caliper CBD, and this lady mm. needs to chill. We could all use a little chill. Um, luckily, that's what Caliper CBD will bring to you, some chill. What's great about CBD, guys, is that it makes you feel better without making drastic changes in your life. It will relax you. I personally, as I said before, I drink Caliper in my, uh, I pour the pack into my water. Before bed, I always go to bed with a little cup of water, pour in there, and I just sip on oh, it while guy. I'm watching Below Deck. The guy in the last story could have just opened the packet and poured it on his tongue and then used her urine to wash it down. That is Mm -hmm. true, Mark. You didn't need to go there. That's crass, but that is a possibility. Mm -hmm. It is a possibility. Any liquid will work. Any liquid will work. You just pour it in there. Guys, these powder deals are tasteless. I put them in my clean canteen like Will's doing right now. Uh, And I let the wave of chill come over me. I used to use those tinctures. Tinctures are bullshit. Don't fuck with tinctures. Here's why. You don't know what you're getting. They taste like shit. Plus, Caliper CBD's powder is proven to absorb in your stomach 450 times I'm sorry, 450% more than CBD uh, tinctures. So yeah. can't f- can't beat that, right? Guys, there's no THC, no high, mm-hmm. all, all natural, no GMO, no fillers. It's all good. Get 20% off today from your uh, your order of Caliper CD, CBD. If you go to trycaliper.com, that's with a P, trycaliper, C-A-L-I-P-E-R.com slash factor, and use the promo code factor. You can try it mm. risk three for 30 days. If you don't love it, they'll give you a refund. That's trycaliper.com slash factor. Don't forget the promo code factor for 20%. We have gotten, we've got, sorry, we've gotten several DMs thanking us. Dude, Caliper's the best. Caliper into their lives. I just, I just spilled a little bit of it when I was putting, normally I'm good with, I'm very Mm -hmm. clean with the packet execution, but this time I spilled a little bit. I just uh, put some, put some straight on the tongue. Delicious. Absolutely tasteless. Yep. It's great. It's great. Cool. All right. Let's move on. Uh, to one submitted by Keith Hassan Towery and the Dutch Hammer. Thank you for your service, gentlemen. Uh, guys, you know how much I love the Florida Keys, right? Specifically Key West. There's mm. no place I'd rather be than zipping around a little town on a scooter. Uh, oh, but love that, it. that might all change now because uh, some idiots at the EPA and some dickhead politicians who the EPA uh, have in their pocket have approved a plan to make the Keys a testing ground for the worst idea in the history of ideas, and that is to release 750 million mosquitoes on to the Florida Keys and its people. Um, what? Yeah. All, yeah. So, Why? Well, extra, extra mosquitoes. Why extra, are they doing this? 750 million more. So it's all in an effort to stop a certain kind of mosquito, Mark, the um, 80s ag- Aggie Petit. I don't know how yeah. the fuck to say it. Uh, which carries this several- is actually a follow-up. We did, we did it when they first 
we're thinking about it. Oh, it's approved. Oh my God. It's approved. So yeah, <laughs> carries uh, several deadly diseases: Zika, dengue, something cheeky, young gagunya, uh, yellow fever. Um, so. Basically, how it works is the, magen- uh, the genetically modified. Chikiganya. Yeah, chikiganya. Yes. Uh, sounds bad. So uh, the gen- genetically modified mosquitoes called OX5034 are genetically modified to produce female larvae that will die before reaching maturity. So uh, it's the female that actually bites your ass and sucks your blood because they need the blood to, like, to, to, to feed the eggs, to, to produce the eggs. The males are happy with nectar. Um, but before you get there – the poor residents of these of the Keys have to deal with 750 million mature uh, blood-sucking mosquitoes. Mm. So oh it's like God. they basically canceled summers for like two you years. You just double mosquito yourself? Well, at least it's COVID year. I yeah. mean, what could go wrong? What if they what if they miscalculate and these actually work and they and they just have seven hundred fifty million adults that are having sex? What if it's even worse? What if it's like yeah, they get increased extra Zika? Yeah. Right. They, me- they messed up. <laughs> they a, give it to each other a little bit. Yeah, it's, I guess it's a, it's a British company that's producing these um, these mosquitoes. So I guess they're going to start this in 2021. Payback, payback for the revolution. Payback for the revolutionary. It war. is. This was a long play. This is what oh. it was. Is we covered it when the um, this agency or whatever first approved this, and everybody mm-hmm. was like, "What the fuck?" And then now it's actually happening. People are still like, "What the fuck?" Yeah. Oh. Yeah, Crazy. there's they they there's uh, two more than two hundred forty two thousand people have signed a petition begging them not to do this. To, uh, <laughs> but, so, but it's happening. It's too late. Um, oh, yeah. So, no. uh, but what the fucked up thing is that is that it's it, apparently it's this is like actually wildly effective and has already worked in the Cayman Islands, Panama, Brazil, reducing the population of these bad mosquitoes by ninety five percent in some areas. So it's probably mm. a good thing. But I don't live in the Keys, um, and they're also talking about doing this to Houston, Texas. So, um, yeah, same shit. So could wow. be a good thing, but it's not – I mean, 750 million mature it's, it's, female it's mosquitoes. Thing, yeah. Yeah. It's a good thing until it's not. Yeah. If, if Jurassic Park – Until you, mod- you modified them incorrectly. Exactly. Pat. Has taught us anything about yeah, messing exactly. with Mother could Nature. Could be the male mosquitoes. I don't know. Yeah, Gen- but- not genetically modified mosquitoes. Get out of here. Get out of here with that. 40-year-old Melbourne, Florida man, John Adams, was not happy that he got arrested last week, guys. Not happy at all. I can see where he's coming from. Um, You see, what happened was he stole a Schwinn bicycle. uh, Nice bike, by the way, I hear. uh, Right out of one of his neighbor's garages. Uh, Unfortunately for Adams, there was a security (laughs) camera in the garage, and the neighbor said, by God, that's town drunk John Adams. Uh, (laughs) He then went to confront Adams and got the bicycle back, but was still upset it was stolen in the first place, so he called the police on him. So John Adams is like, why am I being arrested? The bike's not even on my on my person anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's that's when he started freaking out in in the booking area um, and started <laughs> screaming. Uh, and, and then he decided to continue the scene by flooding the entire booking area by flushing the toilet in his holding cell over and over and over again. until <laughs> There was a flood. So he was not happy. He's um, an innovator. Then, yeah. Then that led to him getting super arrested as he was uh, causing a scene. So on the way to uh, actual jail from the from the booking area, um, the confusion and anger continued in Adams as he started shouting homophobic and racial slurs at the arresting officer, Hmm. all culminating with him telling the officer, you're going to be killed when this is all over. uh, As they arrived at the jail that Adams will be staying at. (laughs) Yeah. What the fuck? All over a bi- all over a Schwinn bicycle. <laughs> all huh? over a hundred and fifty dollar bicycle that he. <laughs> this is haunting kind of words to tell somebody. I mean, obviously yeah. empty threats. I mean, this guy's just a bicycle sure. thief. But, Schwinns are expensive. Yeah. You don't want to hear that. You don't want to hear that. They Not remember tough, when Schwinns though. were like made fun of? They like, oh, you got a Schwinn that sucks. Now I guess they're nice back up. But you know why? Oh, yeah, Schwinn's good. 
That was no, they're like adult bikes. Like, they, like they're, they're stylized. So, like, if you were a kid and you had a Schwinn, it was like one time. Like, my dad was like, my mom usually took me shoe shopping, and my dad was like, I'll do, I'll do the shoe shopping, and he tried to like f- force me to fucking buy like a pair of bass well, dress shoes instead of sneakers. It's like when you're a kid, no one wants a Schwinn. Aren't Schwinn like thin tires and Huffy with the big fat tires, basically? Schwinn's like usually a medium tire, a, a higher. I'm a, G, I'm a GT guy. It's like yeah. a cruiser. It's like a cruiser. Dino guy. Nitro for me when I was when I was cool. Yeah. Mm. Huffy. Huffy all day. Yeah. Yeah. Dino. Huffy and Jenkos. Sweet oh, Big time Jenkos. You had to yeah, you had to get a rubber band. <laughs> you couldn't ride without a rubber band, otherwise your Jenkos get caught in your spokes. <laughs> And your gears. Oh, yeah. And the pegs back then. Oh, man. Pegs. All right, guys. We have uh, another candidate for uh, you think you're having a bad day. Well, you should talk to 33-year-old Bryant with a T, Placid Hernandez of Halea, Florida. Bryant. Uh, On Tuesday, guys, like he does almost every Tuesday, Bryant kicked over to the Placeo Inn Motel to pay a woman to have transactional sex with him. He Not entered bad. the lucky. Oh my god! Yeah, he looks forward to Tuesdays Brian's so much. Tuesday. Taco Tuesdays. Some people That's do tacos. Right. He does tacos too. <laughs> uh, he entered the lucky lady's room and engaged in foreplay, which in this case was them smoking crack together. And once that oh. was taken care of, Brian promptly removed his clothes and then began negotiating with the woman to get a lower price on the sex they were about to have. Of course. Uh, yeah, it's a, okay. that's a negotiation tactic. You get I don't naked. See anything wrong so far? Yeah, you're up in the ante. Naked and high on crack first, and then mm-hmm. negotiate. That's yep. Yep. Uh, standard see, practice. The woman, though, guys, stood by her principles and refused to accept Brian's lowball offer for sex, and she ordered him to leave her motel room right now. Oh, is that offensive? Yeah. Well, high on crack and naked. Brian didn't like the tone. Who do you, who do you think I am with that price? <laughs> yeah, I'm already right. naked. Well, yeah, and yeah. she wasn't. Yeah, it was a whole, there was just a miscommunication. They, they weren't doing business that day, guys. Uh, That's disrespectful, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> so Brian began to get ag- aggressive, guys, and started punching her. Not cool. Oh, no. He oh, then grabbed no. her by her hair, dragged her to a dresser, and hit her head on a dresser drawer, which caused a contusion on her forehead. Real asshole. Ooh. Bryant then tried to sexually assault the woman. You know, that's what he came for. Tried to steal goods from her, essentially. But luckily, the woman was able to get away and began screaming for help. But then he grabbed her again, threw her on the floor and got on top of her and told her she was going to die. But she's a wiggler. I'm I'm starting to think it was her that had the bad day. Yeah, it seems like she's got a much worse day going I thought it was Bryant at first. You said it was Bryant. Guys, guys, (laughs) you know the beeve likes to throw a left. And then come with a right. All right, right? We, got some, we, got, we got twist coming. Right. No, she ends up having the best day out of all of them. Uh, you haven't met okay. the other characters in our story yet, guys. Okay, uh, okay. So Brian's on top of her, said, you're going to die. And she wiggles away, thank God, gets out of the motel room, runs out of the motel room screaming and into the parking lot where she runs directly into her savior, 43-year-old Jules Daigle. She told Daigle what, what happened. fucking name. Jules Daigle? Yeah, Jules Daigle. Daigle don't play that shit. Where is he? He Where is he? He do not play that shit in his motel. (laughs) This is a community, guys. Uh, She told Daigle what happened, and uh, that's when Bryant's sexless sexless day went from bad to worse. (laughs) Because Daigle grabbed Bryant and dragged him out of the hotel room. And surveillance footage, which is fucking awesome, by the way, shows them outside the room uh, where they were approached by a third man. So they're in it. And a third man, 56-year-old three-namer, Jimmy Dean Spawn, wheels up to them in his wheelchair while holding a gigantic machete. Uh, oh, God. Oh, what a, this is incredible. Shit. What a yeah. scene. Daigle. 
Yep. So now there's two. Imagine two men. Jimmy Dean. (laughs) Jimmy Dean. He's fine. You're going out. You're going out for a soda. You got 35 cents in your hand, and you just turn right back around. Holy shit! Back to the motel room for me. Yeah, he hears some uh, justice getting exact, and he uh, he wheels right over Machete out, and Spawn starts swinging the machete and hitting hitting Hernandez, hitting Bryant Bryant Hernandez, uh, who tried to get in his car. But uh, Daigle wasn't letting that happen. Uh, so no. Daigle pulled him back and hit uh, uh, Hernandez in the back with the machete. And then Spawn grabbed the machete back and started to stab and slash Bryant Whoa. numerous times. That's yeah. a little, Wait. Yeah. So Bryant, that's what it's for. Bryant so now is having the worst day of anyone. Uh, when officers arrived, they found several puddles of blood at the parking lot. And Hernandez was Bryant. Hernandez was covered in blood. Well, Spawn they found pieces of Bryant. Yeah. Yep. Spawn was also covered in blood as well as his wheelchair was just drenched. Uh, it looked like it was painted red. Ooh, Hernandez. Bryant Hernandez was charged with attempted sexual battery, false imprisonment, armed robbery, burglary and assault. And, and Daigle and Spawn guys were also picked up and charged with second degree oh. murder with a deadly weapon or attempted murder with a deadly weapon, armed burglary uh, or assault or battery. So they all three went to the same jail together after Damn. that brawl. And Jesus, was, this lady was like Helen of Troy, the, the, the lady that launched a thousand ships outside the motel. <laughs> yep. She really caused a problem. <laughs> but, you know, she didn't get booked, bro. She went back to her room, well, probably, probably worked right. more tricks that day. It worked out. <laughs> Good lord! Yeah. All right, good uh, lord is right. Well, let's take it That's to uh, crazy. let's take it to an interview. After that, uh, this interview was with uh, Malcolm Kenyatta. He was a keynote speaker at the uh, Democratic National Convention. And one, uh, is he our first Democrat get Democratic guest? No, or? no, no. We've had we, oh, we, no, no, no. It feels Buttigieg like it. Judge style. Oh, yeah, it's, yeah, just right. been a, it's just been a while. God, it feels in like two thousand nine. In two thousand nineteen, we had we had a bunch. Right. But in yeah, two thousand twenty, yeah, right. we we only had. Very few. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so the Amanda Reno. Come on. Right. That's right. Uh-huh. Yeah. Welcome to the show, Pennsylvania State Representative and very recently keynote speaker of the Democratic National Convention, Malcolm Kenyatta. Thank you for joining the show today, Malcolm. I'm sure you've had a busy week, and it's good to have you with us. How are you doing? I'm, I'm doing. I'm doing okay. You know, because of the pandemic, you know, none of us are are in Wisconsin, so not as not as busy as it could have been. But um, but you know. I'm, Great to be with you, nevertheless. Awesome. So, you know, s- some former keynote speakers at the DNC recently, well, not the first person, but semi-recently, Ann Richards, Julian Castro, Elizabeth Warren, Barack Obama, you know, some real uh, up-and-comers, rising stars, if you will. So what is it like being in that same category? How did how did it come about and what kind of feedback have you gotten from, from doing the speech? So, you know, it, it really is... A, a, you know, a big, a big honor. Right. And I would, you know, be lying if I didn't say, you know, picking up the newspaper the next morning and, you know, seeing myself and, and, and my partner on the front page there watching me, uh, you know, give, give a speech meant, meant a lot. But what I really hope is that there are some, you know, young kids out there who were looking up and not sort of saying like, look what Malcolm did, but rather saying like, look what I can do. Right. Because when I grew up, there weren't a lot of people who, lived at the intersections that I lived at, who were doing the things that I wanted to do. And so it's so difficult, I think, to be what you can't see. Um, and, um, you know, my hope is that um, I can be the the role model that I wanted yeah. as a kid. That was a cool moment. Uh, you and your partner, you know, thanking Joe Biden for the passage or, you know, for the 
court ruling that happened while he was while he was uh, vice president. That was really cool. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm happy I got him to do it. You're part of the right <laughs> medical doctor, right? Well, I mean, to me, it's, it almost seems like um, the honor's like what? It's like winning the Heisman because it's like an up-and-comer thing. Did they give you some sort of like trophy or a jacket or anything cool? Like, <laughs> if, if, if so, they would have put it in the mail. And with yeah. the president trying to destroy the post office, maybe it just you can't say here. what they gave you, Malcolm. We know. Just uh, <laughs> after the show, show us the ring. Right? Are we talking to a future yeah, president here? What, what's going on? What's next for Malcolm? You know, I'm, I'm running for re-election to the 181st district, and so right. um, you know, I think that that's the you know that that's the focus right now. Um, and I think in general, my hope is that people really start paying a lot more attention to what happens at the state and local level. Right. And that is, that's, you know, been all my conversations um, of trying to get people to recognize that it really is here where important things happen. I mean, if you care about issues of criminal justice reform or small businesses or, or, or the way our kids are educated, so many of the areas where the rubber meets the road from a policy perspective happens at the state and local level. And so my, my hope, seriously, is that this, this attention can be used to refocus people where I think, A, they can have a bigger impact, um, and where, B, a lot of the challenges that we need to really face um, this is the battlefield on which we face them. Absolutely. We've we've yeah. talked a lot about uh, the importance of everybody registering to vote. And then even if you find yourself in a position where you might be exasperated with some of the races, you still need to vote so that you can get those local elections decided. You can have a say. Um, and we've definitely been impressing that to our listenership. Um, and, and I and I agree with you, because, like, I didn't think, uh, you know, the, the state legislation really mattered that much. But you know what shines a light on that? is COVID. Uh, <laughs> yeah. 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 For real. Um, so going back to the DNC and COVID, uh, obviously a different year, um, having all the, um, sort of pre-tape stuff and then, and then putting it together with a live host. Um, what was your assessment on how it's been going so far? What would you like to see on this last night? Um, you know, just from your perspective as a participant. So, you know, they had like, a really like, <laughs> you know, tough fucking job in front mm-hmm. of them. I'm sorry, you yeah. have to bleep this all out now. Oh no, you, um, know, you, can, show. you, you can say you fuck if you want. Yeah, I mean we, yeah. we say it all the time. Well, good. well then they really been tough slowly becoming job, a right? character called the Bee <laughs> over the last five months. I love Malcolm. anywhere where I can cut. So this yeah, is yeah. this is yeah. for me. Um, you know, a, a ahead of them in terms of trying to do something that's never been done, um, and trying to get people engaged in a format that's incredibly difficult and trying to have a bunch of you know people speak with instead of the traditional five hours two hours right of of, of content and so i think with all that in front of them i think they've handled this you know really really well um i think that they've been incredibly creative um in terms of how they've put the segments um together and like i could not be a bigger fan of like Kerry Washington if I if I tried and so <laughs> if I would switch anything it would be like Kerry Washington should have been the host on the, the day whole where time I <laughs> yeah <laughs> you had you had Tracy Ellis no, Ross Tracy right Ellis Ross yeah, yeah 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 too obviously yeah. but. You know, yeah. but who's not a fan of Scandal? You know what I mean? Oh my God, yeah. the first season of Scandal will just fuck you up, man. Like it, <laughs> I, 
I didn't even know that it was Shonda Rhimes. I'd heard about this Shonda Rhimes person. I wasn't like a Grey's Anatomy cat. And then I, Scandal, yeah, Scandal come on after Saturday Night Live. And it was it would just roll into. And it's like, what is this network television show? I don't want to. Oh, and then it's got you by the balls, pulls you in. And then Carrie Washington rocks your world. I know, it's so fucking world. stressful. You're like, what's happening? Who are all these people? And so, yeah, and and so you know, it was, it, was really, it was really cool the way the way they were doing that. And I had also this, this random, unique um, opportunity, which I'm sharing now with you first. Some, some breaking news. Breaking news. Um, um, so, you know, I actually got to be the stand-in for, for two days for President Obama at the place where he gave his live speech. Oh, and so for like two awesome. days, I just like stood at the podium and kind of like did his, did, you know, not his remarks, but. Did you try um, to impersonate him? Did you um, now? 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 I, I, like, I didn't. I, I you know, Come on. I, I have a, a, an Obama impersonation that I keep in the house. Yeah, we got to hear. Wes has a great one, too. Well, yeah, let's do a com- Come com- on. Wes has a good Come one. On. Go. Come on. I want to hear it. I want to hear it. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, wait. Oh, no, no. It's like more Elvis. I mean, I was about to give. Um, all right, maybe I'll do it later toward, toward the end when we talk about the, the Eagles. Come on now. Because when on. you're on the spot, you know, it's like... All right, real, give, real, yeah, real, give real, us some, you can give there. a summary of the Eagles' upcoming season as Barack Obama. I'm, I'm, I'm going to okay. give you a break. Right. I'm going to give you a break. Okay. All right. <laughs> All right. But I, 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 I do have a question. Um, let's switch gears a little bit. So we're talking, you know, the, the stimulus. It's the big kind of like, you know, what's holding it up? When are we going to get that next check? Um, give us a little inside scoop to it, like if you can. I know we know you're not on like the ground floor, uh, you know, in Washington per, per se, but I know you know some people that are, you know, what's what's the what's actually holding it up from your side? Uh, we know what the other side says. You know, what in your opinion is actually holding up us, you know, getting some more relief? So two words, Mitch McConnell, Um, very simple. You know, the House passed a bill months ago and how the legislative process should work. And I say this to my colleagues in Harrisburg, you know, we should work just as hard on the things we agree on as as we fight on things we disagree on. And usually what happens is if one chamber passes a bill, the other chamber doesn't like it, they pass whatever their ideal version would be. And then you go to conference committee and you, and you, and you work it out and you go somewhere in the middle. Right. Um, the, the issue right now is that, you know, we have a president that's really dangerously dumb um, in terms of his management of this pandemic from the very beginning, but also in terms of understanding, you know, it's, it's not really that complicated of a notion that if you like do your job well, Um, or better than you're doing it, more people will want you to continue doing that job. And so I don't get why he is not banging the drum on getting something through, 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 through the Senate. I mean, if the president put his political muscle in it and called Mitch McConnell and said he wanted to see something done, something could get done. And it wouldn't be my ideal plan. Um, It probably won't be as close to the House bill that they passed. But it would be something for people right now who are literally, in many cases, might not be able to stay in their homes. Um, I've already had folks who are figuring out what their next move is, is, is going to be. And, you know, the Senate just went on vacation. I mean, yeah. it really is. It really is absurd um, from the think- post office to unemployment. It is absurd to see this Republican Party not even doing things that would be popular like across the board. So you think that if if um, Trump would exert some more of that um, head of the party type 
you know, authority over over the Senate that they could they could get to a deal with the House Democrats. I think that if the president was a leader for mm-hmm. once in his life, um, we would have movement. I mean, you know, I, I at the top of this, you know, stolen the, the virtues of, of, of state states rights and, and of state, <laughs> you know, what happens at the state level. But at the end of the day, we are facing an international and certainly national pandemic. It requires national leadership. He has been completely missing on the on the job. Well, I guess not missing. He's been at the golf course, so we know where he is. Right. Um, but he's not doing much. Well, you know, Malcolm, the thing is, you, you can make that argument. But at the same point, yesterday, some factory worker tweeted about a slide from a, a potential diversity training class in Goodyear. And that took a lot of his attention away from. Well, it's dealing high priority, with it, obviously. You know? Oh, yeah. no. Those MAGA hats are the issues facing the country right now. First Amendment, you know. So, uh, uh, yeah. well, on that, on that note, Malcolm, big question for you. So, uh, I, the Democratic Party made some major missteps in the last five years. And I think that started with ignoring the groundswell around Bernie, uh, forcing the establishment candidate in Hillary, uh, underestimating this Trump base. Right. And and I think everyone kind of got everyone got blindsided who's, who wasn't in the Republican Party. People in the Republican Party even got blindsided, you know, but definitely I feel like there were missteps. What do you feel like they can do now uh, to move forward and to unite their party and inspire them and find their footing again? Well, let me let me let me let me push back a little bit on the on, on your question. I think it's really important as we talk about the future that we are clear about what happened in the past. While I think that there are rules around the how the person is nominated, you know, that certainly could have been fixed, I think have been made um, better after the DNC sort of came together, reformed some of our rules. That, that's fine. Rules change. But Hillary won the popular vote in the primary pretty soundly. Um, Bernie won. Bernie won a lot of states. And I think the importance of what Bernie Sanders has done, because I think he's been an incredibly important figure um, and I have a lot of respect for him, is that he has brought up issues into the mainstream that I know I was talking about long before I was ever uh, elected um, and that he's been talking about his entire career. And I'm happy that in this uh, primary you know, one of the first things the vice president did was put together these unity commissions, bringing together folks from all different parts of the party uh, to create these different unity commissions that he created with the Sanders campaign. I know AOC and John Kerry led one on climate, for example, and they put together a really comprehensive and aggressive plan that I think built on what Joe Biden had announced in, in the primary. And I think that what we really need to do is what Joe Biden has, has, has done. And I think one of the things that we're going to see in his leadership as president, because I, I really hope he wins and I think he's going to win, is that he has this real ability to actually, like, listen to people. And I think that that is such an underrated skill set when we're deciding who our leaders are going to be, not just as president in general. We have, I think, become enamored with people who, like Trump, um, you know, walk around, say, listen, I have all the ideas, you know, shut up, go the direction 
you know, come go, go with me if you want to live sort of approach as opposed to this idea that real change happens only in sustainable change only happens when you take a collaborative approach. And so that's why I think Bernie has been working so hard um, for Joe Biden, because he's really been brought in in a serious way to build a, a, a a platform together that really speaks to the party. And I think that that's what we're going to need to do if we win to remember that folks are representing people from different parts of the country, from different types of communities. But one of the things Democrats are united around is this idea of how do we we help working people. And I think that our fights as a Democratic Party in the media are really taken out of context in a critically important way, right? Democrats are arguing over how to provide health care to everybody, not whether or not we should. They're arguing over how to ensure that we lead the world in green new energy, not whether or not climate change is a Chinese hoax, like the president says. We're talking about how we make college more affordable, not whether or not we should. And so I think those are important fights. Like across the aisle, you've seen with, you know, Trump and some of the other more type populist people, there does seem to also be on the on the left side. Um, you know, maybe a swell of populism versus the establishment. And do you think that, uh, you know, regardless of how this next presidential election goes, do you see that sort of continuing in the future with the leaders of the more populist side of the party, like the AOCs and stuff, sort of, you know, trying to shape the face of the party um, more? Uh, well, I think I think AOC and a lot of the other folks who've been elected, um are incredibly important. I think what they're what they're identifying is something that I say all the time. If we're saying that we are going to fix some of the systemic issues that exist for working people, for people who know what it's like to live on the margins, mm-hmm. I personally think it's enough with electing folks who you know said I went to six Ivy League schools and I read about your problems in a book somewhere. If we want to deal with issues around you know, right now, a lot of people we talked about, people might be losing their homes. Then I want people running for office who know what it's like to have an eviction notice with your name on it, who knows what it's like to have your lights cut off, who knows what it's like to have to sit your family down and say, I don't know what the hell we're going to do. And so I think that's a part of what AOC Hold on, on, Malcolm. What experience do they have? In that yeah. area. <laughs> and if, that, if they do that, Malcolm, they're not going to be able to say, well, it's their fault. You know what I mean? So yeah. <laughs> I don't think they're going to want to do that. I, I, I think that, you know, we have to have people who are from, you know, there's there's this, I forget who originally said it, but I'll paraphrase it here, that folks closest to the pain should be closest to the power. And mm. I think that that's absolutely true. And I also think that's true in Joe Biden. You know, it matters to me that his entire career, he was the poorest member of Congress. You know, that even as vice president, like he almost lost his house. You know, he understands deeply what it means to lose everything. I got to I gotta push on that, Malcolm. I feel, I feel you, and I, I totally agree with what you're saying, but if he was, if he almost lost his house as a VP, that's just poor financial management on Biden's part. Yeah, he sounds like what? me. Sounds like, he sounds he like he's got my financial so relatable. <laughs> yeah, and his wife's a doctor. I, you know, I, I know your partner. Your, your partner's a medical doctor. Right? They my mind. make good cash. Come on. It's, this is, I agree with We're, you, Malcolm, but if Malcolm, if he's losing his house during his VP situation, right. they, Joe needs to get a new financial advisor. <laughs> <laughs> 
So he can't afford one because he's a regular person. <laughs> That's you know? yes. Yeah, that, yeah, but yeah. <laughs> um, hey, Malcolm. Oh, so we we you know we try to have uh, both sides on the podcast. We we had Donald Trump Jr. We had Donald Trump Jr. on the other day. He was talking about you know the the 2016 election. He thinks that people you know it's going to be a repeat this year. That once people you know the the the, the dem, you know uh, Biden might be leading in the polls, but once people get in that polling station when no one can see what's going on in there, they smash the Trump button and he's going to come out victorious again. What do you what do you think about that statement um, that 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 might that history might repeat itself in the same way? I think that most things Donald Trump Jr. says are completely idiotic. Um, (laughs) And this is another example. He Donald Trump is no longer even trying to win this election. Okay, he's not even trying to win the election. He has nothing to run on. His entire failed leadership has cost hundreds of thousands of lives and the livelihoods of millions of Americans who've lost their jobs um, and who have no hope for the future because he can't even push a stimulus bill through the intransigence of his own party. Um, I think that what we're seeing right now is an attempt to shift blame, which is you know what Trump does very well, and an attempt, frankly, to cheat. He cannot win fair and square, and so he's trying to cheat. But I believe that people are going to vote in record numbers so that there is no illusion about the repudiation that we're going to have of Donald Trump. And I do believe there's going to be a a repudiation of this type of fecklessness and stupidity that has come out of the White House. I mean, today, yet another member of former member of his administration was arrested. (laughs) He is running the most inept criminal organization that we've ever seen right out of the people's house. And I think that he's going to be repudiated um, in in historic fashion. I think he must be. So you're seeing more of an 08 vibe than a 2016 vibe. I think it's going to be a 2020 vibe in the sense that this will become the, 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 the metric moving forward of what it looks like when people rise up and actually defend their democracy. You know, I hate being hyperbolic in this way. Mm-hmm. And obviously, you know, I'm a progressive, right? But my first term in office, these folks who uh, watch everything we do in Harrisburg highlight it. That was one of the most bipartisan members of the House, right? So I do believe I will work with anybody. I have no permanent friends or permanent enemies. I have permanent interests. But at the end of the day, I think that Donald Trump threatens our democracy. I mean, we could deal with, you know, a normal Republican whose policies I don't like, you know, I vote against them. He is not in line with the American tradition. I do not believe he respects our democratic republic. Yeah, the and that that notion I feel like that's very widely shared on the East Coast and in Capitol Hill is also somewhat what gives him some appeal outside of those areas. Um being like being able to sell that drain the swamp sort of um uh, he's an know, outsider notion. Yeah. Right. It's, it's right. interesting yeah. to have Swamp Thing himself talking about draining the swamp. <laughs> well, that's like that's like the eviction thing, right? If you you write what you know. Um, all right, let's move. Let's move. Um, let's move it along to some something fun for for uh, I think you and I, Malcolm, and that's the Philadelphia Eagles. You're in the 181st district. You're in Philadelphia. Go Birds. Um, what do you th- What do you think the season is going to look like for the Eagles? 
So the first thing I will say, right, if people have no other reason to be upset with Donald Trump, he has really stolen the football season because of his incompetence. Um, you know, in Wuhan, China, where this all started, they have mostly gotten back to normal um, b- because, you know, like people believe in science there. But I, I will say this pandemic or no pandemic. I think this is going to be a good season for the Eagles. You know, mm-hmm. we have oh, yeah. we have had a tough go of it for many, many years. Um, and, and, and it sucks when we won the Super Bowl. My, my dad's my dad passed in a uh, 20, 2012. Um, my dad was the biggest Eagles fan. He literally had a room in, in the house dedicated to his fandom. And so, you know, that Philly special, I was like, that was, that was my dad, like coming down from heaven to like help, help make, yeah. Nick Foles, Austin, Texas, where we are. Uh, yeah, pretty, pretty yeah. good. I think they're going to have a good year too. They got a lot of help at the receiving core. I think Miles Sanders is going to have a good year. They got two. Or, you, you guys got to watch out for the Washington ends, football teams. Okay. Yeah. The yeah, Washington football are, teams are coming. Our unnamed it. team is going to fuck you guys up uh, <laughs> t- twice, <laughs> twice this year. The team, the team has no name. Yeah. The team has no names. All right. Yeah. Just, <laughs> if you guys have a bad season, does it not count? If you just go with the football team, 100%. Is the of course, yep. of course, yeah. that's, why yeah, they did, did not why play that think? year. It's going to be like 1994 right. in baseball. The big strike, baby. <laughs> I Asterix. think that's the plan. I think that's the uh, move. Well, Malcolm, thanks so much for joining us. We su- we super appreciate it. Uh, and, uh, we know you're running for re-election, right? Uh, so you, do you have any parting words uh, for your constituents? No, I'll, I'll say this to everybody. Our, our democracy really is worth fighting for, right? This is this is not, it's not, not about party. We, we can disagree apart, across party. But I really do hope that people, whoever you vote for, that you exercise that fundamental right. We're seeing, we saw in Turkey and Belarus right now, democracies are falling like dominoes across the world as folks, as authoritarianism takes hold. And if we want to be able to have podcasts like this or ever where people can have a free exchange of ideas, um, we're really going to have to, 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 to defend it. I think so often we think this is a given and at the end of the movie, everything works out. It doesn't have to work out. It's nothing written on a tablet somewhere that says America has to succeed. Hmm. Yeah. If we were in Belarus, this would be called the Lukashenko show. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. We'd all be we'd all be eating poisoned borscht. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I think it's really important to point out. You know, just killed someone if you're going to cheat, cheat believably. Uh, Lukashenko yeah. messed up there. Uh, I got all <laughs> yeah. the votes uh, and the people were a little mad. You want to win by two or three points. Guys. 80 percent. Right. You, you don't want to run Malcolm. away with it. Thanks for being Appreciate you, Malcolm. Be sure to be sure to tell your uh, Democratic friends that we're not so bad, and they can they can come on the show. Yeah, um, you know, we like to that. We like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll always come on here. Where? Awesome. Yeah, we love that. We love having you, Malcolm. Thanks, Thanks Malcolm. Man. What do you guys think? I thought that was a pretty awesome interview. Uh, the guy seems like he's uh, he's legit. Go birds! Yeah, That's yeah. What I think. yeah. Thanks, yeah. thank you, Malcolm. Yeah. Really, really uh, nice. Nice uh, talk with Malcolm. You know, I think it's good to see, like, I think, like we were talking about at the top of the show, as the campaign season heats up, you're going to see politicians and the people who are pumping up each party. It's just going to, like, this is, we're in it. So it's time, well, to, I, time to hear people's thoughts. Mm-hmm. Again, people are going to be triggered on either side, depending on what type of guest we get, like a Democrat or Republican. But um, I think it's refreshing that Malcolm is one young and uh, cursed right off the bat with an F-bomb. I thought that was cool. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. He made a lot of solid points uh, mm-hmm. all across the board. Yeah, that's a sure. lunch. It's a lunchroom move right there. That's a yeah. 
you want to seem cool, you throw that F-bomb down early. And everyone's like, whoa, this kid, he's mm-hmm. bad. Uh, I'd like to see more of that in our leaders, a little bit of a... Uh... Right? Well, I liked, yeah. like, like j- j- and Meryl yesterday, uh, you know, right before Malcolm, like like Beef was saying at the top, they're saying, get in, get in there, mix it up, say what you think, and uh, get you'd be a part of the process. Yeah, my favorite... I think we had some great guests this week, Meryl... Malcolm. Favorite part um, about Malcolm is two well, two things. He said, uh, I have no permanent friends and no permanent enemies, which is a great uh, edict for a politician to have. And then he mm-hmm. said, uh, he said, you know, the, the power should be near the pain, which I think is an mm-hmm. interesting yeah. concept, too. So, I like that, too. He said, no, he said he has permanent, like, um, uh, what's it called? Like, ideals or whatever. Permanent. Yeah, like, yeah. Goals. He's just saying, like, he votes by his People come and go. It's like we're talking yeah. about with Obama before. He, he sees the value of being able to work across the aisle. And just For because sure. you don't see, agree Absolutely with somebody on something, you have Gotta to work, work with people to make prog- progress. Have, yeah. have to work across the aisle. All right. All cool. right. Well, yeah. So that's, uh, you know, take that's that's how we do the Dems. So don't be scared. Come on, we we, we yeah, need both yeah. sides. We, we really we're, yeah. we're looking we, at we you, like... Andrew Andrew Yang. There you go. Hello, hello, Any, Andrew Yang. Anybody who thinks that being uh, on a barstool show might hurt your image, I don't think it will. Yeah. All right, let's get this to um, uh, voicemails. We got one review. Um, it's from Farts Monopoly. It says. Enjoy the pod. Love the pod. You guys are really funny. I'm glad I can finally tell your voices apart after a year of listening. Then he goes on to some uh, kid diddling joke, which I'm not going to get into. <laughs> you got you to read it. Uh, you got to read it. Okay. And now that we're done reading that short and sweet review, I just wanted to let everyone know about my passion, diddling kids. Some people think Ooh. it's just a hobby or even Dang, a problem, West. but for me, it's Dang. a passion. Wow. It feels oh, so good West. to finally get that out. Okay, back wow. to the f- other five star reviews. See, is your is your kid safe in your home? Can I do a quick breakdown here? So, <laughs> uh, he blew it big time there because kid diddling's not funny, but it is fun. The, no, only, way that, the only way this could have been funny is if he said, "This is Wes, and right, I right. enjoy kid diddling." And Wes right. is forced. He gave to us read a compliment it. at the top. Yeah, yeah he gave us a compliment. Shouldn't well, have gone with the compliment at the top. But he got, but he got Wes to say it. Because it's five star yeah. reviews, but so. he said, but oh, yeah. he was saying it in his voice. He he could have put it in West. This is Wes Shepard, and this is what I right. like to do, which is you know he doesn't. I'll know tell you, he didn't. Farts Monopoly didn't know it was going to be Wes's turn. Yeah, well, he could have if he did. If he backtracked, he has a if one. He, he has a twenty five percent chance, yeah. bro. I'll tell you what, though. I'll tell you what. Um, he didn't mess up with his name, Farts Monopoly. No, Farts Monopoly is great. Yeah, like it's that. okay. Yeah. We're, it's we're, we're here to workshop, guys. That's what we're here to do. We're all getting better. All right. This is my- this is my guy, Farts Monopoly. Farts Monopoly. <laughs> All right, here comes the first voicemail. No, no one farts but me. Good morning, Art Factor boys. This is Jack from Ohio. Just wanted to say, huge fan of the podcast. I uh, love how you guys kind of, you know, toe the line between right and left. Pat actually keeps you to the left. Everybody else is falling off the fucking preacher to the right. But um, I, I do appreciate how you guys kind of, you know, keep it honest no matter what. But really what I was going to say was, you know, at the end of the podcast, you guys make a point to uh, play a song that has something to do with the podcast no matter what. I don't think that's necessary. What I think you need to do is, unless there's a major story, go back to playing money for nothing. That song is beautiful, and uh, I would like to do nothing but listen to that guitar riff for 24 hours a day, personally. Uh, but that's just me. I love the stuff you guys do. 
play as much money for nothing as possible. Nice. Big fan of the Macho Man inserts as well. Uh, love the work you guys do. Good stuff. And uh, have a great fucking day, guys. You too. All right. It's got Thank great, you. It's got great taste. Uh, yeah. Macho Man inserts and, and money for nothing is you can't go wrong. You know? Mm-hmm. Oh, made it easier for whoever's editing tonight. They know what song. Yeah, editing. unfortunately, can't happen because the second half <laughs> yeah. of Money for Nothing is canceled. So the first half. Well, half no, no, is... no. You, there's a clean version. You just gotta, a, got. You gotta it, go get the clean version. It's a clean version. It's also a seven minute song. They dropped the f bomb twice. Oh wait, in the I, seven I've I've done it before where I've bleeped out the. You can bleep it out. Hmm. All right, that's actually pretty fun. Yeah. Take that it was episode five hundred. Bleeped it. Sorry, out. you hate variety. Yeah. But glad you like the show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean i mean we're gonna continue to maybe other than today play other songs but i, I, I agree with you it's a fantastic song yeah, yeah. excellent all right next voicemail hey uh this is dugan uh, i don't know what the hell pat was talking about with uh the first man on the moon was neil armstrong he went to purdue university i didn't know pat went to purdue but anyway that's all have a great fucking day, I guess. Right on. I don't know yeah, what he's so, talking about. Okay, so <laughs> I, what I was trying to say, I was trying to make a joke during our John Merrill interview where I was saying, like, we're the Neil Armstrong of Nick Saban, and you are the Buzz Aldrin. Like, you got him second. Uh, but I had a brain fart. Oh, but LSU yeah. and Bama. I don't. I didn't think I even said anything. Maybe I said something about first man on the moon. Maybe I don't know. But that's what he's talking about. Oh. Uh, Pat was but you, saying, you didn't go to Purdue either. Pat. No, I, had, I said nothing about Purdue. I don't know what he's no, talking about. No, that guy was saying Neil Armstrong went to Purdue. I went now to LSU. Yeah, and, and then he said, and then he said, I didn't know you went to Purdue, Pat. I think he was taking it a step further. And it, n- never mind. But he, I've drank Pat's in a lot. Not of go to, Pat, Pat's not go to Purdue. Mm-mm. And Neil Armstrong. He was went the to first several universities, but not Purdue. Yeah, um, really stretch my legs in the higher. Yeah. So he didn't like he didn't like a joke at all. If you were there no, for Saban's, you were there for Saban's year at LSU, which is what you were referring to, right? Uh, the Saban's championship year. To yeah, that's what you. What were I was saying, trying to say is like if you like like you're in a serious relationship with someone, you're married to someone, you get divorced amicably, and then they go and get remarried. You know that you always have a one up on their new husband. You know what I mean? Like you might like. Well, you, you might always were there first. Yeah. But yeah. yeah, you're Bill Stevenson, and he mm. and he's Joe Biden. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> So I like the yeah. wink the be- the beef just gave. Yeah, the <laughs> wink embodied exactly what you meant by by mm-hmm. uh, having been first. Yeah. <laughs> no, my my policy on Saban is you can have her. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Ooh. All right. Uh, here comes a short one. Hey, Hard Factor, got a very simple question here. How does for you who would win in a tournament of rock paper scissors? Thanks. Oh. Have a great day. Let's go. I'd get last. Let's go. Just a game of chance. Right now? Yeah. Let's go, everyone. Get ready? Okay. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Who uh will cut me and uh Wes wins. Yeah. Will cut will cut uh me and, and, and Pat and then Wes stomped him out with the rock. I'm yeah, gonna say but Wes then you guys Pat, wrapped Pat West, covered though. me. Uh yeah, we covered Wes. Well, you can't do it with four people. No, can't do yeah. it with four people. Can't do so, it. Sorry. Rock, paper, I, well, yeah. So it doesn't work over Listen, we, you go rock 60% of the time. That's what you do, okay? 60% yeah, of the time you go you're rock. You're already in rock. You're in rock. That's formation. why I throw scissors, though. Wait, no. That, exactly. No, no, you don't want that. You go paper. No, paper. Go. People go paper. That's why you got to throw scissors. Okay. Mm. All right. Well, I think, not enough I think time. Not enough time to settle it today, but. I think you can tell based on that strategy who would win. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> I got my weekend cut out for me. Here we go. Last one. 
What's up, Hard Factor boys? It's Grayson. I'm from Colorado. Well, I'm calling from Colorado. I'm not from there, but uh, I don't have a nickname. It's surprising how many people do out there. Um, but I was just calling. Um, first of all, I don't know why everyone says you guys are fat. You guys really aren't. Like, like I mean, half of the show is in Shay. I mean, and you guys aren't even fat. So fuck everybody that says that. Um, and that's pretty much where uh, Grayson stops making sense in his voicemail. Yeah. So we're well, just no, he didn't even compliment. make sense there. I'm, I'm 292 pounds. Yeah, I'm, I'm a fat nice guy. One. Yeah. yeah. That was very kind of you, Grayson. Thank the, you. The rest, the rest of Grayson's voicemail does not make much sense uh, no. and is not not feasible unless you go Spanish. Right. Um, but yeah, I'm glad, Grayson, that you that you that we appear to be less fat to you than we actually are. But I am legitimately uh, overweight so, and, and need, need to lose pounds. Yeah, for sure. We all got to lose weight. Grace, <laughs> Grayson said uh, he was mad at the derecha stuff and he kept screaming. That's right for Spanish in his car. The yeah, in his first car, day yeah. we did it. And, um, and there was some and contest so he, he wanted. To he steal. wants us. He wants us to all learn the same language for 20 days and see who does it. Best, not Spanish, mind you. Well, just how about two French? How about that? Yeah, and then he wants us <laughs> to call a restaurant and order only using the language we learn. So you'd have to call a French restaurant with French-speaking people. I speak uh, French. That's why I was saying do French. But let's I mean, do, like, how many restaurants? You, you have to call a restaurant that speaks the language in the United States. Oh, we uh, got to do rest- Chinese then. Yeah, you'd have to do something like Chinese yeah, yeah, or, or Spanish. Chinese. Or Let's Mandarin. Chinese. Yeah. If we're, yeah. yeah, Mandarin. If, yeah. We, if we're going to do that, that would be more challenging. He didn't, he didn't think it through. You have to pick like one or two specific languages where you can Where's call it? a United States restaurant and they'd actually speak that Mandarin language. Mandarin will sure. work, I think. Is he going to yeah. pay for the Rosetta Stone? Like we have this option every day just because he dared nah, us now to learn a, learn a language. Also, they got a lot of free. I'm not doing it. Rosetta Stones All there. these interviews and radio, I mean, it's going to be hard to. We can fit in time for Rosetta Zone, but I would like to do a learning. We should add Chinese learning Chinese to the decathlon of events, the combine that we're I like putting together. Memory challenges where we're tasked with like reading a book and then reading comprehension weekly or something like that, mm-hmm. some sort of quiz. My I've son's half Googling. Chinese and he doesn't even want to learn it. So that's so that's yeah. what, if that tells you anything. Jeez, I index combine equipment. I, I got a couple ideas. Mm, uh, okay. We're gonna figure it out. It's gotta be cheap. But we'll, we'll find we'll find a way to do it. Um, yeah. Nice. I'm farts Monopoly. No one farts but me. It's my boy. If anyone's going to be doing the fart, and it's farts Monopoly. They're going to have to. You better get an antitrust lawyer in here. When... <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. That's going to do it for Hard Factor for this week. Thank you for um I for own listening. the software and the hardware. I knew Pat was going to keep going. So, Pat, you take us out. <laughs> <laughs> no. You, you can see it in his eyes. Yeah. He hiked it, it to himself again. Hike. <laughs> To the end. Go ahead. Well, okay. It's you. Yeah, you do it. You take it out. Uh, that's going to do it for Hard Factor. Um, thank you for listening all week. We appreciate it. Uh, hey, the stickers are back. As Pat has said, uh, you can uh, go to that pin tweet. Get yourself some stickers. Don't DM us and say, here's my, oh my address. God, who Send us some stickers. I think um, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Have a great fucking day.
That's the way you do it. You play the guitar on the MTV. That ain't working. That's the way you do it. Money for nothing and your chicks free. Now that ain't working. That's the way you do it. Let me tell you, damn guys ain't dumb. Maybe get up the stone on your little finger. Maybe get up the stone on your thumb. We got to install microwave ovens, custom kitchen deliveries. We got some movies, refrigerators. We got some movies, color TV. Money for nothing, 